Hello, and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. On this podcast, we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host and one of our favorite returning guests. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan. It's the uh, Cardboard Samurai out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan and special guest. Hello, it's Claudio here. Hello. How is everyone? Doing good. good, good. Loving some magic. Always excited with a new set drop. Uh, plenty I feel like to brew with. Uh, but we've done a bit of that recently, so we're going into what is more important for a lot of people is the competitive side of things mm. with a little bit of a meta recap. Uh, Ryan, do you want to take it away, kind of explain what we're going to do here, what we've been doing the last few months? Yeah, so like we had Martin on before, I think last month, uh, for like the July metagame recap, and I think maybe we had someone else on in June as well. And I just kind of want to keep that going. I know that we have a new metagame uh, you know, new new cards that are uh, influenced the metagame now. But I kind of want to take a look at, you know, where we've been and where we are going. I want to, you know, kind of understand why the metagame is where it's at right now. So, um, Kevin, do you want to just kind of like go through some uh, maybe results from MTGO for like the last four weeks? And we'll have Claudio kind of give us like a his uh his insights uh his reasoning like as to like what what happened week to week does that sound good to you yeah that sounds about right so for me you know i'm the kind of guy who just gets excited by the shiny new thing so i'm really interested in the last couple of weeks where we've had the impact of the new set drop in it but it is nice to look at you know historically this is you know very end of the format this is what was still doing the best so it's kind of the most uh matured or evolved form of the meta so it's always nice to look at those uh you know end of a meta decks that are doing well so we're kind of going to look at both here so the last month of data for august mm-hmm. yeah see we got a, so you want to start from the last part of august i see yeah we have a lot of stuff from what, august 27th 28th 29th and yes with september and in october stuff yeah, so what I posted there was mostly the more recent. Did you want to go back to the challenge? Uh, what would the challenge I mean, do we have anything earlier than that? I mean, I wanted to see, because I know we had some, some big stuff before that. Yeah, so why don't we start with this? Why don't you tell us uh, some general, how you're feeling about the new set? Um, specifically, Claudio, like, what what are you thinking? Uh, how are you seeing the impact? You know, give us give us kind of your, uh, your hot takes on what you see the meta going on. Oh, yeah. And I will grab those other links for you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Alright, so I think Dominari doesn't have it has one flagship card which I think is having a big impact already, which is uh Lillian of the Veil. Vale. Mm-hmm. Um so that's like obviously powerful, it's uh buffed to at least two of the established decks. Uh Grisfang and Rakdos, so we are seeing those decks adopting some copies of Liliana. Still mm-hmm. kinda early though, like uh, not sure how many copies they will end up playing, but that that card found a home there. But people are trying elves to some success, which is better than I was expecting. I don't, I didn't think the deck would have what it takes, but apparently it has some legs. Uh, with with the new lords, so mm-hmm. there's also the pain lanes. Uh, specifically at Ardakar Race, giving a bust to Dex like Spirits. Yep, yeah. Yeah, and people yeah. are still trying a bunch of new things. I'm also trying a lot of things, like Leyline Binding, some decks, mm-hmm. um, either Channeler, so there's a bunch of stuff going on that's a bit more subtle. So it, it feels... So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I, so I did have a question about Liliana the Veil, is, you know, we've kind of only had one challenge since... Lily, you know, since the new set is quote unquote out, mm-hmm. but I did notice, you know, probably the most cards that were played were Liliana the Veil and the Black Red Land. Or what is that one called? Uh, Springs. You know, I just know them as the Pain Lands. Yeah, yeah, Sulfurous Springs. Mm-hmm. How much of that is card availability? Because I kind of felt like, you know, those are the two cards seeing the most play out of the new set, but. You know, that first weekend, it was not very easy to get cards. You kind of had to open them naturally by drafting. You know, most of the, you know, not all the traders had them yet. Not all of the rental services had them, certainly. Did, do you think that influenced how much we're seeing of Liliana early on? Or do you feel like it's already stabilized? And if, you know, like if, if something like the, um, the Sarah Paragon ends up being the most influential card of the new set, mm-hmm. it would have been really hard to get your hands on four copies of them that very first mm. weekend. So, you know, because Liliana and, 
Sulphur Springs are reprint. Do you, do you feel like that had any impact, or am I just uh, overthinking uh, it here? Probably it had some impact. Like I was able to get all the cards normally by Saturday, pretty much, because I they the way it works in Mono Traders, if you have a loyalty bonus, they let you get the cards earlier than most people. You have like mm. priority, but that that's not the case for everyone. So I think that played a little bit of a part. I can people not be able to get the X, but uh, the example you 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 cited, for example, Sarah Paragon, that's the kind of card you have to build a deck around. So it's not the kind of stuff that's going to show up in the first weekend, I think. So, and Lillian is just kind of obvious. Like you should play some copies of this in Black Reds. Mm. So I think that makes a lot of the sense. Like Liliana being the card that shows up the most. It's not necessarily built around it. It just slots in established decks. Yeah, that that's a really good point you made, though, uh, Kevin, about the availability on MTGO because that can really skew the results. And it has skewed results since Pioneers become more and more popular. And we have to kind of take these early results with a, a grain of salt, mm -hmm. uh, as they sure. say. That's like how it's it's the case. You see less control decks. Like one one control deck did pretty well, but you're you're gonna not not going to see a lot of reactive strategies at the beginning. Like people don't mm. know what they're trying to beat yet. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me it was more of a like, hey, maybe the sky isn't falling yet. Don't worry about Liliana. It's the first weekend. We'll see yeah. some other stuff come into play here. Oh yeah, yeah think... for sure. I think so. The people are trying out new stuff right now. Uh, decks aren't optimized. You know, we'll see a lot more. Cool, cool mm -hmm. decks, hopefully, in the next few weeks here. All right. Thank you, Kevin, for posting those uh, those results up there real quick. So, I'll, you know, you want to talk about more of the new stuff. So, how about I just run through, like, the first, like, two weeks, and then you can do weeks, weeks three, four, in September. Does that sound good? Yeah, perfect. All right. So, uh, Claudio, if you can direct your attention. And listeners, of course, if you want to follow along, you can go to our pod live chat in our Discord. We posted all of these uh, Pioneer uh challenges and pioneer um league uh, results uh in our, our discord here so you can follow along with us we're going to start off with the august 6th and 7th challenges so i don't know if you can find those if everybody could open that up right now can you find Click. this <laughs> yeah yep yep you got it. it all right so let me just read through the results and then uh um you know let's just do i'll do both of them real quick uh, and then after that, like I said, uh, I'd like to hear um, what was happening at this time. So uh, the first one, we had 117 players on the Saturday Pioneer Challenge on August 6th. Uh, first place was uh, Blue-White Control. Uh, second was Bat Humans. Third was Mono Green. Four was Is It Phoenix. Five was Mono Green Devotion. Six, Jun Sacrifice. Seven, Indomitable Rakdos. Uh, and uh, Is It Phoenix was in eighth, and then we had some Mono Red and Boros Midrange, Absent Greasefang, Absent, sorry, Rectus Midrange, and Absent Greasefang, Rectus Midrange, and Mono Blue Spirits kind of round out the top 16 there. Uh, I know I kind of want to talk about this Indomitable Rakdos deck first, or should we skip that? What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, go for it. What are you excited about with this? I've never seen this before. I just... I didn't know there oh, was an Indomitable I, Rakdos deck. I think this deck showed up at first in a league 5 dump. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a pretty cool idea, honestly. But those kind of decks never found a lot of success in Pioneer. Usually mm. the shell for this is like a, a blue-red deck. Mm -hmm. um, it's neat. Yeah. It's neat, yeah. <laughs> I, the the thing that I like about this list is that it's playing Obnix list, so mm -hmm. you can use that for casualty to sacrifice the worm if you have a lot of mana. Yeah, which which is cool. Yeah, so so for everybody wondering, yeah, it plays two world spider worms, which are the fifteen fifteen tramples for eleven mana, and it just plays a bunch of stuff that makes uh, tokens to bring them into play with uh, indomitable creativity. I think something like this succeeds, to be honest, because like you're playing against it, like they lead on Totsies, then turn two they do something, turn three Fable, mm -hmm. and they and you're you're thinking like I'm playing as Black Red, mm -hmm. it's fine if I tap out here, then they just play the creativity and you die, 
because mm-hmm. you didn't know exactly what was going on. So like, I can see a lot of that happening. Okay. Like the unknown quality of this deck, because you're you can kind of the same thing goes with the blue red version. You can kind of disguise somewhat what you're doing. Yeah, everyone thinks Phoenix or something else. They're like, no, 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 no. Actually, I have, I have this. Yeah. You have this deck. You said you made it. No, no, no. You trick your opponents. Like you're not playing actually a normal uh, deck. You have you have this uh, unfair interaction hidden there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you expected Rakdos, but it was me combo. Yeah. <laughs> Let me run through the other day real quick. So uh, the second day on Sunday, August 7th, 129 players in a Pioneer Challenge. Uh, top 8, we had uh, Bant Spirits, Abzan Grease Fang, Azorius Control, Boros Heroic, Mono White Humans, Azorius Control, or Blue White Control, Boros Heroic, and another Azorius Control in the top 8. And then the rest of the six, top 16, we have Mono Blue Spirits, Boros Heroic, Bant Spirits, Bant Humans, is it Phoenix, Mono White Humans, and Bant Spirits? So it looks like, okay, this is just, you know, from an outsider's point of view, it looks like we're seeing more tempo and control in this first week of August. I mean, is that true? What do you think, Claudio? How would you, what's your opinion on the first week uh, back in, in August? Uh, this is kind of a cycle that has been going on for a while. Uh, some decks always show up, like, uh, Rakdos and Control, but usually when you see something looking like this, it's like the aggro decks pushing out mono green. Mm-hmm. Then the metagame combats the aggro decks and, the, and then mono green comes back. And like this is kind of the cycle. Mm. So week one, it's just going back to the rock, paper, scissors format with people going back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other decks you guys want to talk about, or can we move on to the second week? Uh, I don't think there's anything super amazing here, but I think that this is probably the challenge that started the trend that made me respect Bud Spirits more as a deck. Mm. Uh, so it's like it's, okay. it's making a comeback, you mean? Yeah, it's have been, it has been doing really well, and I never put too much stock in this deck, but I started playing it in paper a little bit, and I realized, uh, like, that is actually pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, yeah, I, I think we. Uh-huh. I was gonna say I've been saying spirits has always been good. I mean, I always see it in Japan here, but that's in paper though. Yeah, but like we usually like talk about the mono blue version more because mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a, that has a lot of disruption, right? You have like the mm-hmm. cruise obsession draws that look very good, but I think this deck also has a lot of strengths. Yeah. Okay, can I move on to the second week of the meta in August? Yeah. All right, so moving on, uh, we had August 13th at another Saturday Pioneer Challenge, 121 players. We had Monogreen Devotion at number one, Rakdos Sacrifice, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Sacrifice, Monogreen Devotion, Mono White Humans, uh, Blue White Control, and Is It Phoenix? And then rounding out the top 16, we had Mono White Humans, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Midrange, Blue White Control, Rakdos Midrange, Mono Green Devotion, Rakdos Midrange. You can kind of see the trend already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, going to the Sunday one on August 14th, we had 151 players. And number one was Rakdos Midrange. Two is Rakdos Sacrifice, Boros Heroic, Mono Green Devotion, Band Spirits, Rakdos Midrange, Mono Bread Burn, is it Phoenix? And then running out the top 16, we had Is it Phoenix, Mono Blue Spirits, Band Spirits, Rakdos Midrange. Uh, mono white humans, bant humans, Rakdos midrange, and mono green devotion. So we had Rakdos come back with a uh, a vengeance, you know, this weekend. So what what's going on? Why why did Rakdos come back so hard this uh, second weekend in August? Uh, and you see that people are playing the sacrifice version mm-hmm. because that's extra extra good versus the creature decks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of playing what I said before, like uh, the weekend, the the weekend before we had a lot of creature decks. Then you see this reaction of people thinking sacrifice might be good, and mm-hmm. yeah, it did well. You see, there's a bunch of aggro decks in the top sixteen of the challenges. Mm-hmm. 
I've also liked uh, I've liked the Rakdos sacrifice into Rakdos mid range. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think so. Like it, it's like hard for them to deal with your engines, like uh, Oven and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why you see that people pretty much always play Hidetsugu consumes all now in the sideboard. Because I think it's pretty difficult to deal to deal with cats. Yeah, I mean the 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 how could I say the uh, removal for uh, black red mid range just matches up so poorly against uh, sacrifice. You're just uh-huh. trying to one for one everything, and they're just making all these things that come back to life, or you, they can go wider with more tokens. So yeah, yeah, like people don't yeah. play Colagos Commander cards like that. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you started seeing more braid now, actually, mm-hmm. because it kills Grisfang, so that might yeah. nudge the matchup a little bit in favor of Rakdos. Mm. Yeah, I think that's worth looking at. I also think that, you know, looking forward, that Recto Sacrifice is not a great Liliana deck, or at least not as good of a Liliana deck compared to Black Red Range. Yeah, but you, ha- you have Obnixes already, which is like a pretty strong Planeswalker for that specific yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, is there anything else to talk about? You know, I kind of see some uh, Mono Green making a comeback. I mean, they won one of the events. Mm-hmm. Is this the start of Mono Green? Uh, coming back. Yeah, coming back, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's gone anywhere. Yeah, it's always going to be there. Always going to be there. Okay, yeah, like the, 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 the thing that I said about the the like the cycle of people playing Maragro or like mm-hmm. Mono Green is like, Sometimes it's just going to be jarring, like there's a lot of aggro or there's a lot of monogamy, yeah. but it's most of the time it's kind of subtle. You see, like, uh, there's a lot of both types of decks in the, in the tournaments. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, it definitely feels like not only noticing where the metagame is going, uh, but, you know, kind of having a sixth sense, developing a sixth sense for, like, you know, you know, if you, you you kind of understand what trends are happening in Pioneer to be able to choose your next deck for for the next weekend, it's gonna be really important going forward. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of going off on a tangent right here. Like in paper, you know, I had like a 200 person event I went to, and I knew I should have played humans. I knew I should have played humans, and then I ended up losing to like you know all these like mono green devotion decks and and like uh, Rakdos decks and stuff like that. And I feel like that that's why I, I want to do this episode so people can kind of start to develop, you know, that, that kind of thinking. Like, oh, okay, I need to choose this deck because this is how this is how the metagame usually reacts. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, can I move on to the third week? Anything else you guys want to talk about for the second week? Nope, I think you can move on. So moving on to the uh, 20th and 21st. And after this, you can take over and, and read uh, the, the next few weeks of, of uh, results, Kevin. All right, so uh, let's Sounds see. Good. Saturday, 20th, we had 103 players in a Saturday Pioneer Challenge. Um, so we had Bant Spirits. This is the one that Harry Harry 13 or uh, Martin won, I believe. They split, they said. So we had Bant Spirits number one, but it's tied with uh, Blue-White Control. Then we had uh, Rakdos Sacrifice, uh, Rakdos Midrange, Bant Spirits, Rakdos Midrange, Mono Green Devotion, Blue-White Control. Uh, and then number nine through sixteen, we had mono white humans. Is it Phoenix? Is it Phoenix? Is it Control? Rakdos mid range, Abzan Greasefang, and Abzan Greasefang. I want to. I'm interested in how. Is it Control made a comeback? I thought this was kind of unplayable since uh, iteration was was banned. Um, maybe Claudio or Kevin, you guys can give me your takes on this. Why do you think this deck was able to to crack the top sixteen? I mean, I think the deck's still doing a powerful thing, even if it's less consistent now. Like, like the the combo cards are still there, like Narset and the Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's like the deck's still fine, but not not as good as before. Not as overpowering. Yeah. Okay. All right, let me take a look at the Sunday one real quick, and then I'll get some more info. Uh, Sunday, 104 players on August 21st. We had Bant Spirits at number one, Abs and Grease Fang, Abs and Grease Fang, uh, Mono Green Devotion, Boros Heroic, Mono Green Devotion, Lotus, sorry, sorry, John Sacrifice, Lotus Field Combo, Abs and Grease, sorry, and then, and then 9th, the 16th, we had Abs and Grease Fang, Mono Green Devotion, Rakdos Anvil, Boros Heroic, 
Azorius Control, Rakdos Sacrifice, Rakdos Midrange, and Bant Spirit. So I want to say we're seeing more blue-white control um, this weekend and more Abzan Grease Fang as well. It seems to be uh, starting to kind of uh, find its place in the meta game. So can can you kind of give us some more insight, more information? What, what was happening in this third week in August? Why I'm switch? pretty happy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there was a long time where people were like, hey, what's the best version of Grease Fang? Yeah. And it's been months and months of people, you know, trying more than one different color, trying a, a lot of different things. And I think that they did really get to this Abzan list that plays well against a lot of things. As well as, you know, it's kind of the best place now. It, it fit in Liliana really well. So I feel like they, well, this doesn't they locked play up Liliana the base. Yet, yeah, yeah. Th- this is before Liliana. But I like that, you know, before we went into the new set, they kind of had locked down what a good stock list actually looked like. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to upgrade on top of that. Yeah. yeah Claudio, mm-hmm. any comments on this week? Yeah, I think that the Grisfang deck is a tricky one for me to evaluate because... Some decks have, uh, I, I feel like people don't give it enough credit, like, I like to play main deck Hearse when I'm playing Rakdos and I don't see people doing that often enough, so I think they get, the deck kinda has the dredge factor, if people not, not are not playing Graveyard Hates, it's going to do pretty well, um, like you Can see, people you? playing yeah. like more Line of the Voids now as well, so. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a quick question? Mm-hmm. In what situation or what metagame do you think people will be playing more Abzan Perhelion? More Abzan like Perhelion? Sorry, I mean like the week before or a few days before you see a lot of these types of decks and then people will maybe start playing. Like in what, how can I say, in what meta is Abzan Perhelion good against what kind of decks? Like when can you expect to see more of them? Like you can probably do, do pretty well against decks like humans that have no good interaction for you like mm-hmm. um, you can just disregard anything that doesn't have yeah. any interaction mono green as well maybe mono green is a problem because Karn is a huge Karn, yeah. a huge problem for you um I think it's honestly like uh, humans is the only deck that comes comes to, comes to mind, but I think that Grisfang kind of preys on like slow decks or decks that don't have a lot of instant speed interaction that can actually deal with Grisfang. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- I felt like the Rakdos matchup was not very good. The Rakdos mid range matchup was not very good for for Rakdos. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to trigger revolts, and you have to be careful with the effects like Crocs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chariot is a card that's actually hard to beat. Uh, if you're playing Rakdos, like it's a, it's pretty difficult to beat that that one. Uh, yeah, so I, I would think like decks like that, even Rakdos mid range, people are not playing the removal that's necessary to interact with Grisfang. They're not playing as many horses. Mm. Um, Lotus combo is probably a good matchup as well. Yeah, yeah. Any of the combo, whoever can combo. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of weird to evaluate this deck because like sometimes it can just do the thing on turn three. Mm-hmm. But so that kind, it's kind of hard to know what you're actually good or bad against because some decks are going, some games are going to be over very fast. And I do see that you were playing uh, blue-white control during this uh, Pioneer Challenge on August 21st. You placed uh, 13th. So mm-hmm. was this a good week for control? Was control making a comeback? I did see a couple other uh, top 16 lists with it. Yeah, I think I, if I remember correctly, I played blue-white because Martin did well in the mm-hmm. day before. And like I think blue-white is a deck that I play somewhat often. It's a pretty good deck. Overall, mm-hmm. I think it's very solid. So, yeah, I don't think it's a blood control in Pioneer is anything super amazing, but I think it's a pretty solid deck if you, if you like two decks. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you want to take it from... Uh, I, I just had one more point yeah. I wanted to make on this last week here is, you know, Boros Rook showing up. I think that was a deck that was really popular towards the end of the meta. And I think right now it's kind of in an awkward spot. I, I feel like Liliana 
made that matchup a lot worse than it currently is, or well, than it previously was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that deck I've not seen showing up really at all now. Yeah, people have to adapt. I think. Uh, someone talked to me today, for example, about playing cards that make tokens in the deck, like Squee. Hmm. Hmm. Or, but I think like it's very hard for Rakdos to beat Showdown of the Scouts, so it's not like it's all doom and gloom. Showdown of the Scouts is like pretty strong. Okay, that's fair. So Kevin, if you want to continue, um. We have a, what, 27th, 28th weekend. Looks like we had two challenges and a super qualifier. You want to go over the top eight and top six teams? Yes, let me pop open all three of those if I don't already. All right, so I'm going to start with the Saturday challenge. Saturday challenge, we had Recto Sacrifice, Mono White Humans, Recto Sacrifice, Rectos Midrange, Mono White Humans, Mono Green Devotion, Mono Red Aggro, Bant Spirits, Rectos Midrange, Abs and Crease Fang, Mono Red Aggro, Mardu Midrange, Rectos Midrange, Mono Green Devotion. I don't know if you want to stop here. So, better way yeah, to do this is breakout Phoenix is. Uh, and Bant Spirits. So, just top 16, yeah. Okay, yeah, top 16. Is a Phoenix and Bant Spirits. That's yeah. perfect. Um, let, let's talk a little bit Mono White Humans because I don't feel like that's the deck we've touched on that was really showing up near the end here. And and again, I kind of feel like that was a. There were so many human lists out there. We were trying Green Black. We were trying Bant. We were trying Five Color. Um, there, were, there were just all these different versions, and I feel like the consistency of Mono White is what made people feel like, okay, this is a deck I can get behind, I can play this and feel comfortable that I'm not going to just, you know, stumble on Mana and lose. Um, mm. In my opinion, it's not so much the consistency of Mana, because I played a lot of the Bunt version. Um, mm. like, I think your Mana is like pretty flawless for the most part. Uh, the thing that Mono mono white excels that is like killing mono green. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of kind of that, and like the bunt humans that's a bit more powerful has more late game. It's kind mm. of like the, the trade off. Like you can be fast with brave elements, or you can be a bit more resilient to interaction. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I want to say. That, I mean, I'll probably say this a little bit later, but I um I haven't seen it too much in these results in MTGO, but in paper. I, w- I think uh, a lot of the metagames, a lot of the games I went to in August were playing uh, Mono White Humans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely very, very popular in paper, maybe because it's a more of a budget-friendly deck. Oh, yeah, I think it's very cheap, right? And it's a very good deck, so mm. it's a great deck that for people to start in the format, I think. Yeah, I've got a lot of those pieces I should probably throw together as a you know deck-to-loan-out kind of thing. So, so that was a Saturday... Uh, Pioneer yeah, and, and I think players. Th- this mm-hmm. I was really excited to talk about this weekend because you know this Saturday challenge, this Sunday challenge, as well as the super qualifier, kind of feel like we got all different results almost. Mm. Um. Oh, sorry. Did I read the? I think I might have read the wrong one. I might you read, have been you reading read the, the Saturday qualifier. one. We're doing the Sunday one next. We can do the Sunday one real quick. One hundred four players. Did I did I read the super qualifier or the challenge? You read the challenge. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I read so. the challenge. Okay. So. I yeah, I, I, but I do want to reiterate this point that like it is really interesting how different the top eight is, or the top 16 even is. So the top 16 in the Sunday challenge, three blue-white control, three Abzan Grease Fang, three green devotion, two Jun Sacrifice, a Bant Spirits, and a couple other here. Let me see what the other includes. Um, I see one Is It Phoenix, one... Mm. Yeah, black. Yeah, one Rakdos. Yeah, so what's what's really interesting is you know the mono white that showed up the day before didn't show up here. The uh, what else were we seeing yesterday that we didn't show up here? Uh, but it's it's very different as far as what decks did well, and I don't have a great reason why, other than that, just like you know deck diversity is kind of huge. You know, Rakdos mid range one in the top sixteen, whereas we had quite a few in the prior day. Mm-hmm. You see, we got we got mono black in there too, mono black aggro. That's interesting. Mm. That was in, uh, what was that? Uh, 14th place, top 16. That was Fur MTG. Yeah, uh, yeah this is a mono white mid range, I would almost say. So more mono so. black. Like it kind of looks like the. It's mono black. Oh, yeah, black. mono black mid range. Yeah. Um, it looks more like the red black mid range, but they don't have Bone Crusher. Instead, they've got, you know, Grifted, a- Gifted Aetherborn, a mm-hmm. four, full four Invoke Despair, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just being able to really go hard on utility lands, you Invoke know, playing 26 total lands. 
has been uh, for so Castle good. Lock Wayne. I mean, can we talk <laughs> about Invoke Despair real quick? I feel like August is when Invoke Despair really came into its own in like the Rakdos decks and the and the other black decks. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Is that it, it didn't really start showing up until August. Um, you know, happy to see it as a card I liked. I said like this could be played just as a fair mid range card, and it kind of has. Yeah, as soon as you, I mean, we talked about it a while back, and I know I went out and ended up buying four after you we talked about it. So nice, nice. <laughs> it's like 150 yen, so it's like a dollar. So yeah, it's a good card, great card. I'm really happy with that card, especially against blue white control because you know it's got the sacrifice uh, condition. So like they they're um. What is it? A Sphinx or whatever? I can't remember what it's called. The the hexproof guy. I hate that thing. But no worries. Oh, uh, Rafine? No, it's not Rafine. It's the life. Is it Lifelink? Three six. I oh, think. oh, oh, the um. Three five. Yeah, that one doesn't see a ton of play. Like that's not in every blue white. But when you but do play cool. against it, and you're like a black player, you're like, oh no. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they've got that, and they've got Liliana now, so it yeah. make, it's gonna be hard for that to be the control win con for a blue white. I think. All right, you want to go over the uh, Super Qualifier? 313 players. This was on the 27th. Yes. Okay, so this is the last one from that weekend. And again, pretty different. You know, two mono-white humans showing up in the top 16, three Rectos mid-range. That's more expected. Um, four mono-green devotion in the top 32, but none in the top 16. Two Abzan Greasefang in the top 16, as two blue-white control, a Boros Heroic, a Recto Sacrifice, a Lotus Field combo. Um, and a few others, which there's a Boros Heroic. So top two was blue-white versus Boros Heroic. Mm. Um, Lotus Field and Mono White Humans were three and four. So that, that's a really interesting top eight for this weekend. Uh, anything else here that pops out? Mono Green Stumpy. Mono yeah. Blue Spirits. Yeah. A mono. Kind, kind of a lack of the traditional Mono Green deck doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's do, pretty cool. Yeah, do you want to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about this weekend, uh, Claudio? Any uh, is this when the format finally solidifies and stabilizes? Uh, I mean, I think it stabilizes only so far as only like the the these decks are playable, and mm-hmm. like I th- I think the format is like wide enough now that any one of those decks could win a tournament because like you see that mm. people are just playing every every type of deck mm-hmm. i don't see anything that's like more so much more popular than the other decks that is just like taking over like people play a lot of Rakdos sometimes but like in this tournament you see a lot of Grisfang doing well um the lotus hill deck kind of sticks out to me because this deck has been really bad for a long time it's all about players. I mean, we've because said this before on other podcasts. I yeah. think that the Lotus Field is in a... I think the deck is truly bad now because mm. the dynamic that the, the Mono Green deck puts in the format is like... The decks that beat it is, are the Super Agro decks. And I mean, so it's, like, bi- it's basically a minefield, you know? It's like if you can somehow dodge... All of yeah, your bad matchups. I guess that's what's ha- that what happened. Because this person probably just like, yes, I didn't have to play this or this, or yes, they drew poorly. It's all about that luck. <laughs> and but if you're a good player, yeah, though, if you're if you're a good um, pilot, then I think you know you can win with this deck. WK Midori's been playing it forever, and if people aren't ready for it, especially a lot of the newer players, they've never played played against Lotus Field. They weren't in that meta game when Lotus Field was like everywhere. Yeah, so. I, I could see that. As well as, you know, it's always greed if people are like, hey, it's not a worry. I don't have to put any hate in for it. Um, I feel like it was being kept down by some things yeah. like the mono green being able to Karn grab a hate card for it. Damping spheres. Um, so if they were counting on mono green killing the Lotus decks and mono green didn't show up as well this weekend, that could be another reason why it'd be put down. You know, yeah. if I'm the black deck and I'm playing four Invoke Despair, uh, am I getting to turn five and casting that and dealing them six? Like, that's not a, that doesn't seem like a great no. win con. So I think, you know, it's a little bit of greed too. Like, people, are being smart they're metagaming for what's showing up and if somebody knows that the hate isn't there then they can definitely take advantage yeah all right i could say that so kevin i mean if you guys want to talk any more about this month about uh august i'm good or can we move on you think 
No, I'm already in October. Let's let's keep going. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I know Kevin, you did you did post some September stuff, and I want to save that for the last part, like where 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 the metagame is going. I wanted to go over. There's some spicy decks from some paper events, some RCQ, some mid mid to to large range, uh, large. Uh, how could I say? Mid to large size. There we go. Mid to large size stuff. And I posted this in our um, tournament results, pioneer event results section. Uh, again, I love talking about uh, spicy Japanese uh, tournament decks. And uh, if you guys go to our Discord, to the competitive play tab, we have pioneer event results. And all through uh, August, I, I posted some stuff up. I'm just going to go through some, some, some bigger ones, some more noticeable ones. Uh, we had uh, on August 6th, uh, 63-person uh, event near in, sorry, uh, qualifier in uh, near Tokyo. We had uh, Absent Perhelion, Rakdos Mid, Mono Red, Blue Eye Control, Mono Red, Jeske Creativity, Esper Control, and Is It Phoenix. So there's that, that creativity deck that we were talking about. Uh, there was a 74-person uh, event in Fukuoka. Uh, on the same weekend, uh, they had uh, Rectus Mid as the winner. Mono Red, Is It Phoenix, Blue Eye Control, Bad Spirits, Angels, uh, Rectus Mid, and Is It Phoenix. Um, Angels, real quick. So, I mean, this is kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today with you, Claudio. This is something I haven't really seen on MTGO, but, you know, it, it made top eight of this 74-person qualifier. Is this something that could actually do well on MTGO, you think? Or is there something holding it back from, you know, from being good online and only being good in paper? I don't think that deck, like, Angels is a deck that can be pretty good against the aggressive decks. Mm. But that's pretty much how it has going for it, I think. It has. So good against, like, Heroic or Heroic, Monrite, or... uh, Spirits, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm -hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. I, th I think that. What holds the deck back is like you don't have good early plays for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have a you don't have turn one plays and like you have some good turn two plays that are synergistic with your deck, but like you don't mm -hmm. have one drop angels for example. You don't have anything. You don't have a mono dark. So mm -hmm. I, I could see that deck getting stronger with the new set when they have brushland. That then you might just play Lenore House and become mm -hmm. a turn faster. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next week in these paper results. Uh, what do we have? Anything spicy here? There's some smaller ones. Uh, this small one in Hiroshima had uh, Green Devotion, Parhelion, Absent Parhelion, Blue White and Soul, Arcanist, Black Rider Arcanist, Absent Midrange, Mono Red, uh, Blue White Control, Five Color Niv. Is Arcanist, could Arcanist make a comeback, you think? Or is this something they can only do well in paper? I keep trying to make Arcanist work. I think it's got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what's where it's struggling, but it is struggled. Yeah. Is it because of all the graveyard hate? I think that it's mostly because you are incentivized to build your deck differently now than mm -hmm. with the in the in the Luros days. <laughs> it it always kind of had a low you know, it, it didn't have a very quick clock unless if you got Kroxa out, and Kroxa feels a lot more answerable right now with all of the you know unlicensed hearse and things going around. Um, so that card's definitely good against the deck, and it's not going to be good against stuff like Mono Green because it won't kill them quick enough to matter. Yep. All right. So, um, I wanted I had some spicy decks I wanted to talk about uh, real quick uh, uh, for this uh, uh, this weekend here. Uh, another fifty-one person uh, qualifier. They only had the top four decks, but the, one of them was really spicy. They had mid, uh, Rectus Midrange, Blue White and Soul, Bad Spirits, and an Eldrazi Emerge Ramp deck. Um, I don't know if you're following along with me, but I can post this down in the uh, yeah, Pod yep. Live chat. Maybe that make it a little bit easier. I'll post that there. So basically, it's a ramp deck, but with some emerge uh, cards in there. We had Sylvan Caryatid, uh, Cavalier Thorns, that's traditional, Worldbreaker, of course. And then it had Elder Deep Fiend as a three of, Decimator Provinces, and Ulamog. And then, you know, you had like your Ugins, Dig Through Time in the side of Growth Spiral, 
grapple with the past of denial this is an insane deck is this something that could ever be good um like on mtgo you think or is this just something so strange it's just somehow made it yeah i i think this is very strange i, I remember that i saw that like this before but this is looking pretty weird. It's like Decimator of Provinces in a deck with no creatures, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love talking about Jank, sorry. I, I just want to hear everybody's uh, opinions on this. All right, let me go over the, the next uh, couple. And there's an 86-person event in Osaka that same weekend. Uh, Abs and Prahelion won first. Esper Yorion uh, got second. Then we had Abs and Prahelion, Rakdos Mid, Rakdos Mid, Boros Heroic. Absent Brazilian and Mono Red. Um, and then uh, on the 22nd of August, we had a 205 player premium PTQ in Yokohama. I went to, I went like 03 drop. It was horrible. Um, but uh, this is where I felt like I should have ran Mono White uh, Humans. And that actually, they actually did really good. Um, the winner was Mono White Humans. Uh, Rectus Mid was second. Then we had uh, Blue White Control. Bant Humans uh, came in fourth. Then Mono White came in fifth. Mono Blue came in sixth. They had a Jeskai Hinata deck uh, that came in seventh. And then a Mono Green Devotion was in eighth. Um, Kevin and I kind of talked about Jeskai Hinata in the past. Do you remember that, Kevin? We were talking, like, could this make the jump? Yeah, yeah. We've we've seen it a little bit in Pioneer. And Is this okay. something? And we haven't seen... I haven't seen it at all, like, in any of the MTGO results. I mean, just... Claudia, what do you think? Is this something that could make the jump to the competitive scene, uh, especially online? Uh, yeah, people have tried this. Mm. Is this not not that good online? You think, or does it just need like a a really good pilot in order to play it? Not sure, honestly. Like the that maybe like cards like uh, musical dispute hold this back too much. Mm-hmm. Because you need to play Hinata and you need to basically, especially now with Liliana being around, like you you have to play Hinata and go off in the same turn pretty much. Which mm. is not going to be super easy when people are attacking your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So against like all the... Against like all the Rakdos decks because... Yeah. Yeah. Even like decks like humans if you're playing Astalia. That could be a bit annoying. Yeah, I'm not super sure where a deck like Hinata would fit. You would probably need another card like Magma Opus that works super well with it. Mm -hmm. I think. Just make sure that when you play Hinata, you truly do something. Because mm -hmm. you might draw one and not draw the other, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see what else we had. We had... Uh... Another same weekend event, there's 61, 61 players. Uh, Mono Green Devotion uh, was a winner, and the Mono White Humans, Black Red Midrange, Green Devotion, Blue White Control, Blue, Blue White Control, Green Devotion, Bad Humans. Um, let's see, I think there's some spicy ones. Ah, the last weekend, there was a premium uh, PTQ uh, in Hallelujah in Tokyo, 176 people. Garuda Combo was like, one of the, I think is number one, or they split it. There's like Ruta Combo, Indomitable Creativity. They were like the top two decks. Bant Spirits, they also uh, made it. They were in third place, I think. And then Black Red Midrange, Bant Spirits, uh, Blue Eye Control, Angel Coco again made it. And then Abs and Parhelion. So I know that Connor Man tried this out after seeing this deck. What do you think about this Gerudo deck? I mean, I mean, I can link it if you want me to. But uh Um I mean I've played a bunch of Garuda. I don't think it's how you know, it I, I don't think it's good against <laughs> How did it win this hundred and seventy six person event? It avoided every deck playing Thought Seas, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you think, I, I, I'm not a believer in this deck, to be honest. I was just thinking like, hey, where's all the combo decks? You know, we weren't seeing mm -hmm. a lot of them in what we're seeing online meta. Um, I guess they're all in Japan having mm -hmm. fun against each other. People are having the, people are living their best lives in Japan. <laughs> yeah, combo players. Yeah, so you think it's not good enough for MTGL? You think just uh, against that kind of meta game, it just have too hard of a time. Like you're not, you're not the, you you're not the, the fastest deck. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can fail 
when you're comboing, mm -hmm. and you're very weak to mystical disputes. Like, I don't think this has enough positives, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, okay. discard, counter spells, um, and a fast clock <laughs> are all things that beat you. Yeah. Okay. Mono green can grab a hate card that'll stop you. Like, I feel I, like I don't think there's it. anything that hates on Garuda. To be honest, do they not have? Yeah, I don't think they're running like a cage. Are that, they? that that doesn't do anything against Garuda, right? No, cage cage, cage does. does. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace does not. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And if you have both, then it gets around cage. But <laughs> that's, I think people uh, still play Garuda's cage. I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think this deck is great. It's like fun. Okay. I played it myself a, bu a bunch, but like. Like, I have uh, one more spicy deck I want to get your opinion on. Um, this was from the last week of August in Yokohama. There was a 57-person uh, uh, qualifier event. Top 8 was Bant Auras, Boros Heroic, Mono Black Humans, uh, Parhelion, Parhelion, as in Parhelion, Parhelion, Esper Control, and another Parhelion. This Hexproof Auras deck, um, we haven't seen Auras around for a while. It's uh, let's see, Glade Clever Scout, Basara Tower Archer, Light Paws, Adanto Vanguard, Sram, and then our spells are Ethereal Armor, Curious Obsession, Aqueous Form, Sentinel Eyes, Oath of Nyssa, All That Glitters, Staggering Insight, Security Bypass, Arachnoform, and Alpha Authority. Some, some of these are one-ofs. Um, Bob, what do you think? Is this something that could make the jump to MTGO, or is this something that only, only in paper? Next set, I think, when we have Brushland. Like, people don't even try to play this deck because the mana base is awful for green, for green white. Like, mm -hmm. I, I would not play the, the deck this person played, even if you paid me. Because, like, <laughs> they're playing Triumphs in the deck. Frustrating, that, man. It's, they, yeah. yeah, like, this is not the, those are not the type of lands the deck is interested to play. So, I would not even try and that again. Like that this. was. That was before Liliana. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, oh, to be yeah. fair, I think you can play around Liliana decently well. With decently, as long as you're not like trying to alpha authority and just make yeah, one. Yeah, like you can play Cartouche creature. of Solidarity, for example, make some tokens. Um, True. Yeah, but I I think that I will. I think this deck has a lot of potential, but you need the lands first to to try okay. it. Okay. Well, thank you guys for letting me talk about some. Spicy paper decks. Uh, Kevin, do you want to take over and do uh, the more recent stuff from like uh, last weekend? Sure, I'll uh, run through the. You know, I you know I made the joke earlier that I'm already in October and I think it went over your head. Uh, huh. But no, let me go over the September results. Um, at least for this last challenge, the third and the fourth. So this is uh this is the ones where I was saying is like these are the first where we're kind of seeing the impact of the new set and the biggest thing on that is were they the, legal? You know, yes, they were right. Am I? Let me, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were legal for the third and the fourth. Um, so, you know, we saw Rectos mid-range. We saw four of them in the top 32, three in the top 16. Uh, three is it Phoenix in the top 16. Two Mono White Humans, one Green Devotion, two Mono Blue Spirits, one Azorius Control, one Bant Spirits, uh, a Mono Black Aggro, and a Grixis mid-range. Uh, and then one more is, whoa, a Blue White Control. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was on Saturday? That was on Saturday. So, you know, looking through that, that sounds like decks that have been good. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anything too crazy there. Happy to see the spirits showing up in both forms still, uh, even without as much mono green that they were hating on pretty well. Um, the Sunday one, let me go through here as well. Three Rakdos mid-range in the top 16, one green devotion, one Abzan Grease Fang. That was... Let me see where the Abzan Grease Fang finished. In 11th place, uh, two is it Phoenix, one Mono Red, one Bant Spirits, one Mono White Humans, one Blue Black Control, uh, and five others. So let me see what these five others. Oh, Claudio, of course, in yeah. Nip for Light. Um, <laughs> what else was in the top five here? Or the top there. 16 here? Gruel Turbo Titan looks interesting. <laughs> a Bant Spirits, a Boros Artifact, a Gruel Titan deck. Yeah, so some, looks like some people were trying some fun things. So I remember people... Uh, this is a Luca Titan mm -hmm. deck. I remember people saying that was bad. Like, why? How could this deck do well? How could they get sixth place? Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that as well. I think that deck is alright, but um, 
There was also 86 players. That's not the largest tournament for an no, online no. event, yeah. but... I can see that they're giving like, a deck like Rakdos some trouble, because like, you can mm -hmm. play chariots and can play stuff, and when you get to 7 mana and you start hardcasting Titan, that's a card that's mm -hmm. hard for them to beat. I think of these, the one that I think people are most um, like, okay, yeah, that looks like a solid deck, is the Mono Red Burn, um, is skewing stuff like the two drops in order to play Obosh, not playing Torbran on four. And the big thing there is that they got the new Phoenix chick, which has been really good. Mm. Yeah, I played, uh, I played against the, the deck in this challenge, and like the Phoenix is pretty solid. Because like you don't ever want to kill it, and it just keeps pinging you for one the whole game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it turns on your light up the stages really easily. Yep. Okay, um, I think is that pretty much catch us up with uh, all the results from uh, recent events? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, how are you guys feeling about the meta? Like, what do you? Uh... Anything you're seeing in leagues, seeing uh, in your day-to-day? -day yeah, I like to hear what Claudio. I want to hear what Claudio has to say. Um. All right. So the things that people have been trying that are not showing up here yet are elves. Mm. Um. The kingdom decks. Yeah. What? Oh, you yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah, about? You want to talk about the about elves? Well, I'm just saying, yeah, if you want to talk okay, about Okay, okay, wait, no, sure. give us the, uh, give, give us the details. Do you think that Kinn deck is good moving forward, or was that a flash in the pan that you got an easy win with? Um, I think the deck is powerful, but you have a problem with interaction. Like, you're very, you're okay. very powerful in your deck. So, I have been trying to fix that by, by trying to build the deck in slightly, slightly different ways. Uh, the thing is that the Kinn deck is pretty difficult to build. Because like, you need to be synergistic, and like with the new card Myria, you need artifacts. So mm -hmm. I think that the deck has like it has flaws, but I think it can be fixed. But like, it's that type of deck that it's really hard to build. I think hmm. the new card is really good. The new card in Kinnon, the uh, artifact, you mean? Uh, Myria, the Elf the lets you tap artifacts oh, for mana. Uh -huh. That's like uh, extra copies of Kinnon because like it's a creature that combos off basically as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like really strong with Paradox Engine. So yeah, I think that I think the deck has uh, a possibility all of these, being very good. All these new strategies are hurting my brain. I just <laughs> want to do simple Timmy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, we had Kinnon deck elves. How about elves? You tested that out already a little bit. How's that going? I I played with it a little bit. I think it's pretty good. Like you have more aggressive draws now because you're playing eight lords. Um. I have not tried too many different builds yet. I people have been playing the Circle of Dreams druids. Hmm. Three mana a, one, right? Yeah. Which is a card I don't love. I was a doubter on that card too. I haven't really yeah, tried like it yet. It's, really, yeah, it's, it's plus really one, good. plus one, right? No, it's the one that taps for a green for each creature you control. Only that? No, it doesn't give plus one, plus one too. No, that that one ah. is um, the modern one. I see, I see. So, like that, I don't think that card's very good because it's like only good when people are not killing your creatures, and if they're not mm. killing your creatures, you should be winning. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that 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 deck has legs as well. Uh, it has any has... other tribes. What about yeah? I was about to say what. What about any other tribes? Do you uh, big on anything else that didn't uh, exist I played before? against goblins one time. Hmm. Like the new, uh, the new Moonvelt Horde Master. Yeah, that card is really good. I, I like. I was playing Blight Control, and they played that, and they couldn't. Wrath because they would just draw a billion cards, so it was really annoying. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but I think the oh, uh, no, Ryan. Oh, I think no. the best card for me was Squee. Squee. Uh. Yeah, everyone else has been saying it's really good. Why? Why is it good? I mean, is it just because it's like mono reds, Kroxa kind of? You know, it just yeah. keeps coming back. Yeah, it's like a pretty good recursive threat. I think that card is going to see play in decks outside of Goblins as well. Hmm. So. 
something that can push you over the edge when they rough you. Like it's good against mm -hmm. the end because it makes your bodies. I think the card is pretty decent. Okay. Um, I don't know, Kevin, you probably want to wrap this up soon. So maybe one last question for all you guys. What do you guys think is going to happen in September? What what kind of – are we going to see more of the same with people just kind of like slotting in the new cards? Are we going to see some spice coming up in the, the next few weeks? What What's your guys' uh, thoughts? What's your prediction for September? Uh, do you want to go first? Kevin, you want to go? Yeah, I don't know if I've got a uh, – I haven't thought that much forward, you know, like what's the you next deck. You said you were thinking about October deck. already. <laughs> Well, that's because I just want Halloween. I just want Halloween. <laughs> I don't know about the uh, magic cards, but Halloween. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I think that I will see more impact from this set. I want to see what other cards from the new set, you know, really break out. I feel like there are still stars that haven't had their chime to shine and whatever. You know, Liliana seemed too obvious mm -hmm. to be the best card in the set. So there's got to be something that'll take that th that crown. Yep. There's a bunch of cards that I want to try. I just don't have enough time, right? Mm -hmm. I am trying like a Bunt Company deck now with Eldra's Displacer that now you have the new Painland, oh, so, yeah. so I can play that with either channeler. Nice. Um, there's like... Infinite combos. Yeah, there's like <laughs> uh, Lane Line Binding, Incarnation, people are trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think this set is like pretty deep, but it has some build around, so you, you have to let them... I mean... Mm. Brief a little bit. Like there's also the red green playing land. Now you can build Guru Agrodux. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why yeah, something like that wouldn't be good right now. Yeah. And we had his pathways before, so Yeah. I saw definitely, even definitely. a a hardness scales deck with that. Oh really? Yeah. Red with green red yeah. Uh, head green hardened scales. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited for September. Like you said, people, well, like you said, we also have the MTGO problem with uh, tickets or you know, the cards being w way too much, way too expensive, not having like a lot of cards for people to be able to play around and brew with. Mm -hmm. So in the next few weeks, I think we'll definitely see those prices go down and we'll see a lot more innovation, especially online in the MTGO formats. So I'm looking forward to some spice. I think we'll see more goblins. I'm hoping. I'm I'm really excited about goblins. Maybe some merfolk as well. Uh, I, um, I I tried merfolk. I don't I, like the new lord is insane. I think that yeah. card is insane because the, the lord with flashes has so many implications to a game. Like people can mm -hmm. block. It, like you can counter a spell at instant speed. But mm -hmm. I think we are going to have to wait on that one. Yeah, we yeah. just don't it's have the better. yeah. It's better than Merfolk went from trash tier to maybe, maybe, fringe. Yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah. But oh, geez, there's so many cards like anointed. Uh, what is it? Anointed. It was the the three three guy that's like three mana and like uh, oh uh, yeah, that cleric. Yeah, a lot of those that cards cleric needs good. to find a home because that car that card is sick. Yeah, and Sarah Paragon, I think, is definitely gonna break out too. I'm having fun with it, and I made a mm. uh, blue. Sorry, I made a white red angels mid range deck with that, and just a whole bunch of of three mana like sagas and stuff like that to keep getting value from it. So I'm really excited to see the <laughs> brews. You know, ne next week and the week after that is gonna be lots of fun. I hope. I hope everybody enjoys, you know, where where Pioneer's going in September. All right, we'll have a Sarah Paragon off because I've also got like three or four Sarah Paragon <laughs> decks, including an Angel one that's probably yeah. a lot lower to the ground. How many five drops are you playing there, Ryan? In my Paragon deck? Yes. Uh, I have Lyra's and... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Not zero. <laughs> I have Lyra's and I have, um, what is it, the Elspeth? Because I'm playing a Yorion version. So I have oh, like no. 80. <laughs> yeah. But I have like I don't know like ten twenty I have like twenty three drops or something like that in there. Okay, we, we we brought people in for the competitive stuff. We'll uh, keep our brews to another episode. Yeah. But I am excited. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see what we can do. Sarah Paragon is a card that I am not super high on. I don't think I don't know why people mm. think it's good because my brain my, my brain goes like for a drop with no ETB. Yeah, this is not going to be good. Um. I, I could be wrong about it. Time will tell. Yeah, I'd, it's very much a, you know, if you can play Fable on three, it's really good because mm -hmm. you can go Paragon and return a land on turn four. Mm -hmm. Sure, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, I should probably play some right. Fable Passage in there. Sorry, just thinking out loud. <laughs> yes, definitely should play some Fable Passage. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, thank you for joining us, though. Uh, if anyone wants to hear our crazy thoughts, if you want to keep up to date with what's competitive, anything you want to know about Pioneer, we are always keeping people up to date. You know, retweeting things on Twitter at MTG Pioneer is our handle there. So that's the best place to stay in touch and to you know bother us with anything you guys like about Pioneer. Mm. And you guys can find me on Twitter as well at Yo Japan Hobbyist. Uh, and uh, Claudio, any shout outs? Any uh, information yeah. you want to share? You can find me at Claudio HMTG on Twitter. And we also have the Patreon tech team. Um, usually, oh, sorry. Recently, we have been re- uh, releasing podcast episodes more consistently, talking about the week to week metagame in Pioneer. Uh, some of some of the people there also do things for other formats. So, if you're into that, like we usually just do the very boring. Oh, let's talk about what the meta game is right now. Uh, what do you think is good? Like very spiky kind of thing. But if you enjoy that, give that a listen. I enjoy that. It's great content. And just to shout out that that is a free podcast. Uh, your guys's Patreon is also worth the deal, but that is separate. Oh yeah, uh, you have to yeah. Pay for it to get we just into post the that on Spotify, thing. and you can listen to it without having to subscribe to the Patreon at all. Mm. Great, great. All right, Ryan, you got anything else? Otherwise, that's going to bring us to the end of our show let's here. Wrap it up. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for joining us, Claudia. We appreciate your insight. We would not be able to uh, go through all of this with the same level of intricacy without you so thank you one more time and thank you all for our listeners we are your first the pioneers podcast we look forward to being your go-to source for pioneer information online your first pioneers are metagaming out